All right, welcome back everybody to our third episode of season two with Tanya and Rachel on the Oh, I Did It Again podcast. Here we are, ready so, to So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was like looking over my screens. So, what has happened this week? What has happened so far that we wanted? Oh, you know what I did want to talk about quick? Uh, is that we got an announcement that Niall Horn is releasing new music. Finally. Yeah, that I is big news. instantly of you. I cannot wait. I wish that was sooner. I mean, by the time that this is out, you'll probably it will already be out. But I guess I just gotta be patient for a couple more weeks. I already I had was, to be patient like, for so long. I thought so. It's coming out on the seventeenth of February. Um, okay. I was hoping that it was gonna come out like right on your birthday, and it felt like seventeen to twenty-seven. Like it's so close, <laughs> so close. But you know, like, it, it's still his birthday present for your birthday. Wait, yes. his birthday is the seventeenth. No, he's a Virgo, remember? Oh, sorry. I thought you just said his no. birthday's the 17th. No, no, he's a Virgo, which does check out. And honestly, it's the only thing that makes me think, I don't know if we would work as a couple. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing, the only thing. The only, I, I don't know what else could possibly be in the way of yeah. our relationship, Rachel. So, <laughs> um, but yes, I'm very excited for his new music. I can't wait to hear more about this album that he's got coming really really hope he's doing a tour like I know he's doing a bunch of festivals right now but I swear to god if he doesn't do a tour where I can pay a lot less money to see him in concert for a lot longer I'm gonna be mad so Niall if you listen to this podcast <laughs> yeah this is, these are you my demands on the festival front um my good friend who lives in New Orleans reached out about the jazz fest lineup and no we she and I will be uh at a wedding across the country that same weekend that Lizzo's on and it just uh it really when she brought it up it hit for whatever reason it hit me harder than even when you sent it to me and I read it and it just that's a really incredible lineup and the thought of seeing Lizzo in New Orleans at Jazz Fest would just be uh, it's literal like I can't say it's my perfect one, but it's pretty fucking close. Ed Sheeran and yeah. Mumford and Sons and yeah. Lizzo and the Lumineers. And then there was some, mm. I know, I know that there were more. How? How? I, their budget. I can't, I can't comprehend what, like they must've come in to some significant amount of money. I, I, I Yeah. I don't know. I, it was wild. truly, sh- I thought I lucked out when I got to see Bruno Mars and Mumford and Sons and Lizzo uh, at the not at the height of her career but like mm-hmm. at, uh, the Atlanta Fest, uh, Atlanta Midtown Festival so to see that lineup I'm like what the fuck <laughs> yeah my incredible. favorite festival lineup <laughs> that I got I think was it would have been Austin City Limits of 2013 so the fall mm-hmm. of my senior year of college but my two my two favorite bands were there, Arctic Monkeys and Vampire Weekend, and they were on at the same time. And I feel like the festival gods have never really gotten me back on that one. Like my karma yep. has not swung around on the fact that I had to choose between truly two of my top five. Yep. But yeah. well, I on the I actually I do I ended up choosing Vampire Weekend and then I've spent the now 10 years, 10 fucking years. God, that's a lot to say out loud um being unable to see the arctic monkeys but at present i do have tickets to see the arctic monkeys next fall so there you go proud of you but that's not karma because i had to work damn hard for that the festival gods still owe me one yep 
I get that. I will be seeing my favorite musician at June for the fourth time this year. So I guess I can't really relate, but it's fine. (laughs) So, yeah. So we, when we were kind of planning our topics for this season, um, we decided why not the episode after Valentine's Day talk about what is it like to be a single woman right now? Uh, our great perpetually single person yeah. woman. Uh, is, should that be a term? Uh, PS, P, <laughs> PSP, perpetually single person. PSW woman. Or yeah, PSW. PSW. I mean, we'll we'll we will be speaking as women. Well, I will be speaking as a woman. I don't want to speak for you, but <laughs> I will be. Um, <laughs> PSW or PSP. PSP is easy to say. Yeah, true. So yes, as perpetually single women, some of our gripes, some of the things that we absolutely love about being single, Mm -hmm. all of that. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So first, Rachel, I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite thing about being a perpetually single person, woman? And what is your least favorite thing? Yeah, I like... I am someone who like I do enjoy my own company. I am fine being alone. I so I like, um, I like the the solitude. <laughs> That's not not exactly what I mean, but I like I like the idea of not having to answer or double check. I like not having to think about someone else's plans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I like not I like not having to check in. That said. I feel like in my younger years, I was someone to think like, what do you mean you have to to check in with your partner about this? But the older I get, the more I do, like, I recognize that it not as a a weird, like Mm -hmm. sort of red or yellow flag situation. I do think that's just courtesy when you're in a a partnership that you do check in with one another about things that are going on. But um, personally, I like not having to check in. I like being in in control of what I'm doing. Um, that said, there are some things that I would like to have, I would appreciate having someone around to do things with. Um, yeah. I think a lot about like sporting events. I feel like, I mean, sporting events, like the crowds are so big to attend uh, just to get buy a single ticket and go to one. Like, I think I should just get over myself, but it's, it's just fun to go with someone. And I feel mm-hmm. like boyfriend could be handy for that. Yeah, I like to like, think that if I if I got a boyfriend, I could get like a handy one who could build things. Mm-hmm. I would love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> if you're a carpenter looking for a girlfriend, please look a me up. A carpenter who likes the Red Wings. Yes, a carpenter who would go to hockey games. Um, get at me. Not that hard. I feel like that cert though that Venn diagram would be almost a circle. Like I think so. I think yeah, so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to answer the same question, I would say I'm pretty pretty similar to be honest like my favorite thing is that I am so especially now working full-time and being in grad school turn you know turns out you're fucking busy all the time Mm -hmm. so like I truly like even dating in the last two years with being in grad school like I've done it but there have been times that I'm like I do not have the energy to do this and so I just as much as I would like to have a companion it is very nice to not have to think about another person's schedule. Like I, there are times when I'm like, I feel like I don't ever have a free weekend. How would I, like, if I had a partner that I also had to be like, oh, wait, we're supposed to go hang out with your friends or we're supposed to have family dinner with your family. Like when would I have time to do anything? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's probably my favorite thing about being single. But then like, 
kind of like what you said, the opposite is for the nights when I don't have anything going on and I am more of an extrovert. So like, while I truly live by myself with my two pets, like I can be by myself, no problem. There are nights when it's like, I don't know, I could, I kind, kind of having someone sit next to me and get to cuddle with somebody mm-hmm. after having a nice meal that we made together. Like I can it's see like it. the little things. It's like yeah. the little yes. things that sound nice yeah. with like companionship, right? Mm-hmm. That I can kind of know like, oh, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to have dinner with this person. I'm going to, he's going to be here for those little moments. Yeah. That's, I think what maybe is my least favorite part is just like sometimes the loneliness that does seep mm-hmm. in in a way that, yeah, like it's, it's the loneliness in the little moments, not the big moments, I guess. You could yeah. Say. Yeah. I think I would agree with that. The little, the, it is, I like overall, it is the smaller moments than the bigger ones that I'm like, hmm, yeah. be nice. Be nice. Like I've never really, day. I've um, never really been somebody that like felt like I had to have a plus one for a wedding or like really cared that much that I didn't have a, like a boyfriend to bring to family events or like to like, my friends have never made me feel like a third wheel. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, <laughs> yeah. I almost think that it would be funny to have like a partner to take with to my friends' events and stuff like that. Because like at this point, I'm just so used to like I've, being by myself and being invited to like hang out with couples and stuff has never, that's, I never yeah. feel lonely. I never, that's yeah. never the problem. I feel lonely when I'm by myself night after night at my house. So I would, something that I'm feeling <laughs> like guilty is not the right word, but it, that's like the closest that I can get to it. I'm going to a lot of weddings right now in a bigger group and it's largely, it's been three couples and me. And I have been feeling guilty that like, if I did make it around eight, we would pay less for our Airbnb, but that's like the guilt that I feel isn't <laughs> so apologies uh if you're one of those people listening to this podcast if, if I had a boyfriend to bring along we'd all be paying no I don't know $30 less every <laughs> every one of these weddings $30 I mean it would go so far like basically a dinner so right <laughs> I could do so much with $30 yeah yeah like that's it's interesting <clears throat> the I think and I think that's the one thing that as I've aged a little bit and again been a perpetually single person like the loneliness is one of the things that has hit me a little bit harder I think as I've aged where at first like I was trying to almost ignore the fact that I was lonely but now I'm like kind of realizing like no it's okay like it's okay to admit that you're lonely right Mm -hmm. because I feel like to, to kind of go into our like our next thing that I wanted to talk about about the stigma of being like a 30 something year old single woman I feel like we've done, we've come a really far, like come a long way that it's not expected that you and I should be married by 30, yeah. right? Like as millennial women, it's not. But like, I almost feel like we've almost swung the pendulum, not quite the opposite way, but just like a little bit in that we view like all those TikToks and like the jokes on the internet and stuff about like perpetually single women or like single women are just strong and they don't need no man and all of that. And it's like, no, I don't. But can we also admit that we're humans and like mm-hmm. get a little bit lonely sometimes yeah. and like sometimes would would like to have companionship and sometimes yeah. would like to have a man around to build me a bookcase when I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a bad feminist for wanting that. <laughs> yeah. I think like the like the bad feminism part of it is something that I think of a lot. Like when I do feel 
when I do have moments of like, God, I should really, I should date someone. <laughs> I think like, oh, am I, am I letting them down? Like these, the, the generations of women who had to marry at 18 to someone, like they would feel nothing for over the course of their lifetime. Like what, but then, I mean, I feel like down that way lies ruin, as they say, just to think like, you don't, you don't ultimately owe ladies of the past anything. Like I want to live in a way to make them proud. But I think I would like to think they would just be happy for us having the choices, right? Yeah. <laughs> that I didn't have to marry my first cousin as a, a teenager. And I would think that they would just be happy that, yeah, like we're trying to be with them. Like ultimately we're not settling for a man, right? We're not settling yeah. for the losers that we dated in college or the <laughs> the first man who gave us the proper attention. Like we're not settling for that. Like we are trying to be with somebody and wait for that right person to come along. Yeah. Sometimes it just feels like that right person's taking fucking forever <laughs> mm-hmm. to come along. But yeah, like I think for me too, uh, actually the big thing that I sometimes I'm like, damn it, this is me being a bad feminist is that I, I'm like, I hate yard work. And I hate, like, I, like, there is a little bit of traditional gender roles in me when it comes to like housework and stuff where I'm like, I swear to God, I just want to have a man around the house to go do the shit that I don't want to do. I own my own house and I don't want to go mow the lawn every other weekend Mm -hmm. or every weekend, a parent, whatever it's supposed to do. Like there are just some shit that like, I know I can do it. I know that I can, I don't want to. Yeah, I would love a boyfriend to take care of everything related to my car. I don't want to do yep. a single goddamn thing <laughs> at all. I will I will pump my own gas and that's all that I would like to do. Yep. I'm I'm a good elf uh about getting my oil changes and my brakes and my tires and I just I would love for someone else to be doing that for yep. me. Ugh. 100%. But I think like that's <laughs> I don't know if it's related to just the feeling of sometimes in conversations that I've had, and I wonder if you've had this at all, in conversations with my friends who are in marriages or long-term partnerships, I don't want to say that they take for granted the fact that they have somebody in their life to do, to kind of try to split 50-50 stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, I know that like sometimes they've been, they've been able to admit that to me or like in conversations maybe kind of see like how difficult it is on some level to be a perpetually single woman especially in society where it's like I literally have to do everything myself like not like without talking about like your overall community of friends and stuff like if something breaks down in my house that like is easily your toilet thing yeah your toilet thing exactly my toilet broke kind of broke I could have called somebody to fix it. A plumber would have cost me $500. They told me that. I was like, I'm not doing that. So I did it and I did feel great. It was awesome. But I also like literally have to do it myself or my, I can't use my toilet kind of a thing. Like I don't have somebody else to be like, like I've had a really long fucking day. Yeah. Now I also have to come home and make my own dinner and try to clean my house and Mm -hmm. take care of the two pets that I like literally I am doing everything that some yeah. people have somebody else that they can rely on mm-hmm. and again like that's not me like this is the life I've chosen I could I could find a boyfriend I could find a partner but like 
sometimes it's just really hard to be the person that you have to kind of solely rely on Mm -hmm. I feel like yeah it's funny because I I feel like at this point like I'm just so used to it that if I did have it would be interesting like what would I do with my time Mm -hmm. (laughs) what new hijinks would I get up to I would be fluent in French if I had a boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) I also think about how much money would I save but then I'm like, actually, probably not really that yeah, much because it would be I, almost like twice yeah. the stuff that you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Have you I thought the, about that too. The acronym DINK, I just saw this mm. on TikTok like literally yesterday. Mm-hmm. Dual income, no kids. That's a fun, that's a fun one. Sink is not as fun. Single, <laughs> no kids. <laughs> yeah, sink. single income, no kids. Also single income on like a nonprofit salary, yeah. no kids. <laughs> it's not like we're out here working for the big banks or anything like that (laughs) but I mean I feel like that that a bitterness that I'm a growing bitterness that I'm feeling is big ticket purchases on a single income and how fucking hard that is and I can't so I'm trying to buy a house right now uh as you know and it it's just impossible not to think about even if if my partner just matched my, my, um, nonprofit salary, like it would just be so much easier. The payment would be lower every, it would be, it would be easier. I am proud to say that I have incredible credit, so I'm not worried about the financing. It's just, it's just hard not to, like, I'm looking to buy a house because renting as a single person is Uh even fucking worse than buying as a single person. And that said, I will also own to the fact that I have some pretty high standards in terms of what I want in a rental. And I'm really in the ways that count, not willing to compromise on the big ones. So, um, so I've sort of put myself in this situation. I do think I could find something reasonable, uh, where I am moving without, without too much effort, but I refuse to compromise on a couple of items. So here we are that any of the, the decent places are just foolishly expensive in a renting capacity. Why would I be putting that much money into some God awful landlord or property, um, property management company? When I could be paying a bank, <laughs> a mortgage, <laughs> banks, they're the true heroes. <laughs> truly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, truly. They're the, they're the good guys in this scenario. Are you a banker? Also hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, again, I've been paying my own mortgage and my own bills on not a great salary. Like I've been fine because I live in West Michigan. So it's not a mm-hmm. high cost, like living area. But I have absolutely thought, and I had roommates for a time, so that helped out with like some costs Mm -hmm. and stuff. But I have thought like if I had a partner to split this mortgage even, like which and my mortgage is like pretty low, especially Mm -hmm. like compared to what rent could be costing me. Um, if I had somebody to split all of this the costs for stuff with me and like how much money would I have in my savings right now? (laughs) But again. This is the life. I mean, I, like, what's hard is that I don't want people thinking that we're just sitting here whining as a bunch of single ladies. Because ultimately, I am happy to yeah, be single mm-hmm. than to be with any of. If I really think about any of the men that I was like seriously interested in, dated mm-hmm. when I was back in my twenties, like any of that stuff, I am so glad to be single and not with any of them. Yeah. Absolutely, but it's just there is a like it's hard. It, this society, our patriarchal society, is not set up 
to really love single people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like we are, they want us to be in marriages. Like this, our society, our American capitalist society wants us to be paired up. Yeah. And if not paired up, like always looking. <laughs> yeah. If you're single, the assumption is like, not for long, baby. <laughs> yeah. You're going to find somebody. And then it'll be, that'll be that. I think that's what always is interesting too. Like the, I feel like at this point in my life, the women that I do know who are still single for the most part have been single for a a pretty long, like you and Mm -hmm. myself, right? Like we've both been single for a very long time. Um, A couple of my other friends have. So I do like, I don't know. It's just interesting to think like, obviously back in my twenties, like people that would date for a while, like how how you're figuring out, like, are you going to be marrying these people or not and stuff like that. So it is like, I don't know. I feel like I'm almost entering like a different era of being like a 30 something year old single person because my friends, either my friends are still like also very single and like don't have a boyfriend Mm -hmm. or prospect or whatever, or they're married with children. (laughs) No prospects. This makes me think of uh, Charlotte Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 27 years old, Lizzie. But yeah, I'm with you. I also, what I think about a lot is like, if how we feel being single 30 somethings in the Midwest, when we know that like on the coast, I feel like that's where the, like the true single, when I picture a single woman, she's in like Seattle or New York mm-hmm. city. <laughs> and that I think, cause so you have read a wonderful book as have I, all the single women, um, mm-hmm. Unmarried Women and the Rise of an Independent Nation by Rebecca. Tra- is there a T trap traitor? I've got, I've followed her mm-hmm. on yeah, Twitter so. forever. Yeah, Anyways, um, trait it, it might just be Tracer at anywho. Um, so that book is all about like how single unmarried women, well, that's what we mean when we say single unmarried women have like really powered a lot of the important, um, progressive and social movements in this country. And I just, in there, she delivers so many statistics about how we are getting married later. We are having kids later. Mm-hmm. And it by later, she's really talking like mid to late thirties. And I yep. just feel like everyone I know, save a few exceptions, you obviously is getting married or having a kid. And it's just like, Rebecca, did you lie to me? But no, of course not. <laughs> Numbers are skewed from coast to coast and mm-hmm. the coasts look a lot different than the Midwest. Yeah. I mean, like I absolutely grew up thinking I was going to be married with kids by 25. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought I was going to go to college, meet the man I was going to marry and be good to like, whatever my career was, like I was still going to have one, but I was going to be married and with kids and like graduated college and was like, thank God I didn't marry any of those idiots mm-hmm. and like have been fine ever since for the most part. So, but yeah, like so many of my friends did marry men or people that they met in, in college. Um, and or now have like met their partners like through dating apps in their late 20s and stuff and are getting married which is wonderful and great yeah Yeah, it definitely is like this weird area where like we know like I always feel like when we hear about millennials and like the news it is millennials like on the coast like the fact that millennials can't afford houses and that they're marrying later and having kids later it's like yeah I absolutely believe that's true just not in like more rural yeah midwestern states for sure where that's not quite the reality and sometimes there is that like stigma and still that pressure of 
not like I my family has actually never made me feel weird for not being married even though they're pretty religious pretty conservative like I think at some point after college when I wasn't dating somebody seriously they were like all right she'll get married when she does like my parents have never been weird about it like I know some people can be yeah like I I don't know like there is still it's just a weird time to be like a 30 year old in the midwestern state when you do like truly again half of your friends are married with multiple children Mm -hmm. (laughs) or Mm -hmm. I've got you and a couple other friends that are like nope we're single and we're good yeah so my closest undergrad friends are literally all getting married right now all of them so that but then like I mean we're 30 or 31 so it it's not early. I feel like even in the framework of like, um, all the single ladies, it like, it's about average right now, but it, it is just a feeling of like, Ooh, <laughs> okay. So this is the stage that, that everybody's in. Got it. Um, yeah. I mean, it, cause it does, it does add like a little bit of pressure, like, like mm-hmm. not, not, I wouldn't even say external pressure. Cause like nobody, none of my friends would want me to get married tomorrow to the wrong man. Like I know that. Yeah. And I can't even say that it's necessarily internal pressure. Like, oh my God, am I, do I need to get married now? Like I, marriage is like whatever to me. It's not being more, it's more of like a societal like pressure on some level of like, wait a minute, should I like think about marriage? Should I think, okay, do I need to start thinking about the fact that like, if I really want kids, yeah, now what's this timeline? Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like I benefit from a mom who didn't, my mom didn't get married till 32. She didn't have a kid until 35. She had my right. brother at 38. So like it, I've seen the, a later timeline play out just fine. And actually like there are a couple other women in, in my periphery who've also had kids like well into their thirties and things seem to be going fine. So it, I like I can see it and actually my dad's parents had kids pretty late for mm. like both of them are obviously silent generation and for one reason or another like they didn't have kids until they were in their 30s so like in the late late 50s and early 60s that was yeah. pretty uncommon um I feel like I can I can see the, the the later timeline working out fine and obviously at this point that's certainly what I'm looking <laughs> at <laughs> but it is a feeling of like well I when I, I do, when right. I play it out in my head, thinking about like how long you would date someone before you get engaged, how long you'd be engaged, how long you'd want to be married before kid, like it, uh, yeah, the years yeah. start coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, all star. Yeah. <laughs> well, I then immediately think like if kids are not for me in this lifetime, like maybe that's for the best as the planet is dying. Well, the planet's not dying. Our ability to live on the planet is. Yeah. becoming more complicated yeah. however in michigan surrounded by 20 percent of the world's fresh water not looking so terrible true oh maybe that yeah and i think that's what's um i know did we talk about this maybe with emily and Lindsay, or maybe just like later on i've been talking with friends about like trying to realize to like finding that balance of really being okay with single being a single person but then also trying to like realize like okay like but what if I do want to be in a relationship and how do I balance wanting to be in a relationship, but like understanding that like it happens when it happens. Like, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but I just, as I've gotten older too, like, I feel like when I was younger, like I was like, Oh my God, I need to be in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. Then I pretty much have gotten older and gotten to a a place where I'm like, Nope, really happy with who I am. Like happy with my life that I've established. I like being single for various reasons. 
but like ultimately I would like to be in a relationship mm-hmm. but like how do I prioritize like it's finding the energy to prioritize that right like I want to be in a relationship but there are things that you have to do to be in a relationship yeah. and it's like okay but if you don't have the energy and you don't prioritize that then like what like then yeah. really like what do you want you know what I mean <laughs> yeah it's like a snake eating its tail I feel <laughs> that's yeah. how I feel about the whole thing it's like oh, if I want this and I have to do this, but like, if I do this, do I really want it? Like, is it worth the energy? But I think, I mean, it's like the crux, the crux of it. Yeah. And like, that's why ultimately, like with everything that I've got going on, I've I've become okay with like, you know what? I don't want a relationship right now. Whatever happens, happens. Um, Because I just don't have the time and energy and some things are changing in my life that Mm -hmm. like I, friends with benefits situation is better for me right now six months from now a year from now I do think a relationship will be slightly more of a priority and I will do things differently but yeah it's just hard to I think find that balance again also as a single woman where society is telling you but you should you should want to be in a relationship Mm -hmm. you should be actively working and seeking being in a relationship you need to clarify your message society how, how do I, what am, what do I give up in order to do this? Yeah. How do I, I make give all up my career fit together? Yeah. My, my career time with family. Career. I mean, we've talked about this many times on the pod, like dating just sucks. Like it's tough. I, it's a big investment of time with like sort of a, a bigger chance than not of it coming to fucking nothing. And that's, yeah. yeah. And I also, so I didn't really date, I know I've said this, I, I didn't really date like a lot in my mid twenties because I was really trying to heal from my early twenties. Mm-hmm. And so when I really started going on the dating apps and really tried to put myself back out there after a time of like, nope, I think I'm good. Like, I think I've healed a lot. I think I kind of know what I want in a partnership. There are just so many men out there who haven't done the same work. <laughs> like, and now three years later, being almost 31 years old, it's so hard and so exhausting to be like, how am I the only one trying to better myself? Like, I know that's not true. At some level, that's really like selfish no one and cynical. Working on themselves. <laughs> but it's just like, so I've gone on a few really fun dates over the last month. And for even just trying to find a friends with benefits situation, Rachel, I'm like, I've gone on two really good dates where I felt like we had great chemistry had fun I felt like when we were talked about stuff we were on the same page both of those men ghosted me yeah and it's like ghosting is just remains such a failure of our generation (laughs) I just want to understand like part of me is like if you why lie to somebody Mm -hmm. like if you are not feeling it if you, if I say I want something and you are immediately like, yeah, that sounds awesome. That's exactly what I, yeah. if that's not true, fucking say it. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I have no problem telling men, like if they want just a booty call, like I don't want a booty call. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to text me at midnight being like you up. No, I'm going to not be up. I'm going to be fast asleep because mm-hmm. I have to be up at seven for work. Yeah. Like I have no problem telling that to a man. And I just want to look at men and be like, do me a solid. <laughs> just be fucking honest with yourself and with the people that you're trying to have sex with and trying to date like it's just so frustrating to me over and over and over again how disappointing men are I'll just say that ultimately like over and over 
men are constantly disappointing me in the fact that like they just seem to not want to do the work and try to actually put an effort to be either in a relationship or just to have sex with somebody yeah like <laughs> we're not it's uh, yeah we're not asking for like a proposal nope so I don't know it's it's just been frustrating I think too in that I thought it would maybe get a bit better as we aged that like hopefully men would get better and I just so far have not found that to yeah. be true mm. I want to keep believing but keep the hope alive see. keep the faith alive yep all right Rachel well thanks I feel like that was a like cathartic a little bit we mm-hmm. both needed to get some feelings about being single off our chest <laughs> yes as we yeah. head into valentine season uh, well we are heading into it when you listeners hear this we will be through it largely yes. um yeah i mean i yeah. like valentine season i'm happy i do still i think we said this last week maybe mm-hmm. like i do i don't know what i would call myself well i have a pisces placement so i guess i am a romantic but um i yeah, I like, I like love stories. I like seeing people mm-hmm. having, having a good time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I have I no problem just, with love. I, I made like all I'm a these... bitter single woman. I'm just a single no. woman. No, I wouldn't say that either. Like I, I think what make if anything, I'm just a frustrated single woman because mm-hmm. I believe, I do believe in love and I do believe in the power that love companionship and friendship not, I'm a strong Pisces, as you can tell, um, can bring to somebody's life. So I think for me, that's what's frustrating, not even just for myself, but like, again, like I was always complaining about these men, like, part of me is like, you're just be, like, you need to do some work with yourself and figure out what you want. So you, you can actually get what you want. Because I don't believe that you're being honest with yourself. And that's why you're not being honest with these with women. So mm-hmm. I think that's what I get frustrated in that I just wish that we had overall a better view of what it means to be single in a relationship, love, all of that stuff. So yeah, I'm not bitter, just frustrated. Just frustrated. <laughs> but not sexually frustrated because as that one clip from, was it the Kelly Clarkson show? Uh, no, the Drew Barrymore show. The Drew Barrymore show, um, she was talking with the the woman from Modern Family. Did, did I send you this, this reel a couple days ago? As we've experienced, sending them to me does not mean that I have watched them <laughs> as so several people who are continue to send me TikToks and I now have an unwatched pile of 300 of them. Jeez, uh, okay. Well, someday, someday I'll get to them. <laughs> so I saw a reel a couple of days ago that was from the Drew Barrymore show. And I don't know this actress's name, but she was the mom in Modern Family. And she was okay. talking about Julie, being a single person. Julie something. Julie, yeah, that sounds about right. She was talking how she's single and she must've been answering a question from the audience because it cuts to a woman from the audience. And I don't remember what she said exactly, but the the actress was like, well, do you like being single? Like, is this like a, is this like a companionship question or is this like a sex question? And the woman in the audience goes, I don't need a man to have sex. <laughs> uh, they get it. The they ladies get it. Get it. So- that's the that's the attitude. I feel like that's the vibe that we can leave tonight's yes. conversation is we don't we need don't to have a we don't need a man to have sex. So <laughs> but we would like one on retainer to build shelves. <laughs> yes. And change yes. our oil. Yes, that would Ideally. be nice. So mm-hmm. well, this was good, Rachel. Thanks for chatting with me as always. Mm-hmm. 
talking it through. Here's to being a single lady. Here we are. What does Beyonce know? We don't need no ring in our finger. It's fine. All the single ladies. (laughs) All right, y'all. Have a good have a good week, a good night, good whenever you're listening to this. Bye, friends. Bye. If you're enjoying Ope I Did It Again, follow us on Instagram at Ope Podcast. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Email us. Tell us your stories. You can reach us at OpePodcast22 at gmail.com. Always will.